a shout out to our sponsor, Natera, and the great team there. They have developed a new kind of test called Signatera that can detect cancer recurrence as much as a year earlier than imaging. It's something that I use. Ask your doctor if Signatera is right for you. Welcome to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. I'm Trevor Maxwell. I'm a stage four colon cancer survivor, and I've got a message for other men. You don't have to go through this alone. What does it mean to man up to cancer? It means reaching out instead of isolating. It means having the courage to accept help along the way. To me, manning up isn't just about being tough. It's about knowing that we're stronger and smarter as a pack than we are as lone wolves. Hey everybody, welcome to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. I'm pretty amazed right now that uh, this guy is back on the show with me, given the circumstances of last show, which will probably come up. So Justin Bickler, welcome. First of all, before I give the long introduction about you, welcome back, my friend. Thank you for having me in. Uh, Is the check in the mail already at this point? Let's go easy on any financial disclosures here. Justin, well, first of all, is the proud owner of a single testicle. Well done, Justin. He is a men's health activist, testicular cancer survivor, and the founder of a ballsy sense of tumor.com. He was 25 when he was diagnosed with stage two testicular cancer in 2016. He underwent surgery, chemo. There are some great photos of him during that time. Uh, He writes, he speaks. Justin has shared his story uh, about this everywhere. He's also just a men's health go-to type of guy. We're going to get into that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He's written all over the place. Yeah, I'm going to just skip that. So, Justin, here we go. A lot has changed in your world, not so much in mine, but a lot has changed in your world since the last time you were on the show, in which I apparently um, called out your failed relationship and your beloved deceased cat. Is that, is all, is well, that all correct? I mean, I, I, you beat me to it. Yeah, last, last time we spoke, I think my cat had passed away like two days prior. And I think my divorce, divorce had finalized like three days earlier. So we did a great job there. But the, I'm, I'm happy to report I have two living kittens. Um, and I am currently engaged. And I don't know when this podcast will actually... What? Yeah, I'm sorry to tell you that I'm off the market. Oh. No, that's hard. Hearts are just crushed everywhere right now. But um, okay, so when is the... Yeah, I don't, I don't know where you are on the lineup, you know, pretty... Got lots of very important guests before you, um, but when is the big day? It's uh, May 14th, so depending when this runs, I may or may not be married by then. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is going to run after that, so when you watch this back, hey, congratulations on that wedding. I hope it goes through, and I hope she didn't wisen up. <laughs> Listen, do you, do you want to start this already? <laughs> okay, real quick on the kittens then. Names, details, what do we got here? Yeah, so they are they're going to be two years old this summer. Um, they are a brother and sister pair, but they don't look anything alike, and they don't look anything like the rest of their litter. And their names are Downy and Pepper. Oh, you seem like so happy. I, and so basically, what you're saying about the first show is my timing was just impeccable. <laughs> yeah, that's one. That's definitely one way to put it. I came in. I came in strong right on that heels of the worst week in your life, which yeah, was I mean, nice. You, yeah, you 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 came in like a wrecking ball. So, so, so now you're engaged, you have these two kittens and you also have a new gig. Uh, can you tell, are you, 
Are you able to tell us about that? Are you public? Are we, can you speak about that right here, right now? Yeah, of course, um, because, you know, always happy to talk about my new gig. I'm the senior project manager at Savvy Cooperative, which is the first and only patient-owned uh, cooperative. And our goal is to empower patients and survivors and caregivers to share their story with various different stakeholders, anywhere from other startups to uh, major pharmaceutical companies to really give back, share their experience, help improve healthcare, and get compensated fairly for their time. So I know that Jen and Ronnie, I'm hoping maybe they're going to listen to this. They're very busy people. If they listen to this, they will. I will tell them that I can see Justin on Zoom right now. He was not reading from any type of paper right there. That was straight out of the brain. Like he's got the elevator pitch down, you guys. So shout out to Savvy Co-op. Anybody who's anybody in Cancerland needs to know about Savvy and what they're doing to connect patients with actual paying opportunities to consult and, and be part of co-creation with all kinds of companies and organizations. So very cool that Justin is on board with those guys. Yeah, yeah. It's been coming up on a year working with them, but I, I uh, my story is kind of unique in that I got to work on the participant side for many years before I joined the team. So right. get to see both sides of the coin here. That's awesome, man. And the fact that you have any, like the word senior in a title is something that I've craved for years and never achieved. So you're really going places. Well, I mean, compared to me, you are a senior citizen. Oh, ouch. We're going to get, we're going to get the gloves are coming off. We're only, we're not even five minutes in. I mean, you started it. I guess that's fair. Um, Okay. What I want to talk about now is related to that so related to the whole savvy thing and, and being like you said a participant beforehand i want to talk about okay i need to tease this first though we are playing most of this show today justin probably doesn't even know this i might have told him i don't know we are playing the game of life you know the little game where you like go around little cars and you achieve all the life things like marriage and, and or college and marriage and a job and all these things like we're playing the game of life cancer edition today i have some there's some pretty amazing uh, squares on the board but before that we're going to talk about how justin and i are like the cancer guys the token cancer guys because right now somewhere in a room there is someone from a pharma company who has been tasked to talk to real patients like within the next couple days and they go online and they're like if you Google, okay, let's just say theoretically you were to Google women cancer patients who talk about their experience and it's like, how many results are you going to get on the Google machine from that, Justin? Like 14,327,000. Then you go to the, oh, damn, we need a man. You, you type that same thing in. How many, of us, how many of us are there on that result? I mean, are you including you and me in this number? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'd say two. two. Oh, no. <laughs> no I, it's, it's not quite that little, but it's. It's, 11. It's, I'm saying it's 11. 11. And we we probably know them all personally. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so it's like that person is like stumbling across oh, Justin Burke Beckler, testicular cancer. Yeah, speaks about it all the time. Trevor Maxwell, colorectal. Check the boxes. And then all of a sudden I have to be in every single study or group or panel or whatever. It's like, who are the guys talking about cancer? It's, oh, there they are again. <laughs> And that, I mean, like, you're not even exaggerating it. There's so many times where we will be put on a calendar hold and no sooner does the calendar hold come through than either I text you or you text me and it's like, we're going to do this again, aren't we? So at first, at first, when we had our really rough experience with the podcast, I was like, curse that Justin B. And, and then over time, as we became 
I don't know, close frenemies. And then now just friends and then cancer hubbies. Um, you know, I, I got to, it was more than just putting up with you. It was actually learning from you. So I'm pretty, it's pretty exciting to actually do those things with you, but I just want to, yeah, let's just riff on that a little bit. The fact that, I mean, this is what we're trying to change, right? We hope that how many years from now, like they'll do that Google search and it won't just be the, our ugly faces up there. Well, your ugly face, my, my, my handsome face, man. That's fair again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, and the, the crazy thing is men are diagnosed at a higher rate of cancer and higher mortalities. And it, those numbers should be opposite. When you Google cancer right. and men, you should be able to have, like, we, we should not be the token cancer guys. We should be one of many. And our experiences, you know, I, while I enjoy all the opportunities I get to speak on it, it, I don't want to be the only person speaking. I can't, I can't speak for everybody. I, I can <laughs> right. speak from a 20 or, you know, guy in their twenties during diagnosis and now in their thirties, but I can't speak for someone diagnosed as a child or somebody from a different racial background. Um, and we, we need those voices because everybody has a unique set of needs. Do you think it's changing? Like from your experience, do you see, do you see, uh, you know, from the work that others, the, the, the people whose shoulders we stand on in terms of men speaking about it, getting on panels, like raising their voices. Do you see that things are changing or, or no? You know, I, I do think, see things changing. And sometimes I, I hesitate to, is it, you know, is it confirmation bias? Cause I'm looking for it versus beforehand. But I know a good example is I went to um, a testicular cancer summit a couple years ago, like pre pandemic, um, and it was, you know, maybe six tables worth of people. And I went, I mean, we're, I know we're still in the pandemic, but when things started dying down a little bit last spring before they spiked again, I got to go to Vegas in the same conference and it was double or triple the amount of people there. So there are more people out there, not, not where we need to go, but we're, we're starting to track in the right direction. Yeah. And I would say at this point, like a little asterisk for those um, cancer groups out there are, <clears throat> or cancer companies like, please still call. Cause you know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's good for business. But um, yeah, no, we, I think that's the culture shift that I'm most interested in is to hopefully a generation from, from now, it's not going to be hard for, you know, I think there's companies and organizations that are really trying to do the right thing. They're trying to be inclusive that, you know, honestly, some of them are just lip service, but you, you can tell the difference. Some are really pushing for it but it's hard to get guys out of their man caves. It's also, like you said, difficult to reach people from all kinds of diverse backgrounds, whether it's race, ethnicity, economic uh, mm -hmm. background, that kind of stuff, you know, people that have the ability to, to speak on these things and to be, you know, to really be influencers. So I really do hope that a generation from now, when you look up cancer and panels and things like this, that you just see an, a, more of a balance. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, not to toot our own horns, but I think we are doing that. I think you're using your platform to amplify men. I like to off, you know, once a month, I let someone else take over my website and share their story. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if there's any testicular cancer survivors listening, reach out because I'm always looking for more guys. Yeah. I think one of the images that stuck with me over the past couple of years was from one of the major colorectal cancer groups. I won't say which one, but because there's multiple uh, but they had a conference. This was actually pre-pandemic, 
they had a conference and I remember seeing the photos from it. And like, there was like seven or eight photos and they were group shots. And one of these photos, there must've been 50. It must've been 50 women. And there was one guy <laughs> like in the back, like waving, like, Hey, <laughs> I'm just like, Hey, that's not, you know, I don't know that person, but look at, look at token guy out there doing his job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those odds were in his favor for that weekend. Though. That True. <laughs> right. <laughs> if there was a love connection to be had, that was, that was probably it. But um, yeah. So I think for anyone out there, if you're a guy and you might be, you know, having reservations around, to, first of all, I think where any advocate starts is just sharing your story. Like whether it's a guest blog with, with Justin or, or coming on the podcast with me, like just having that opportunity to tell what you've been through is kind of that first start to then thinking about um, speaking in other, in other ways. Right. What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, you, you had said it earlier, you got to stand on the shoulders of people who have already done there. And, you know, early on, I'm just fortunate for all the random emails that I sent to already established publications saying, Hey, can I share my story? And then it eventually gets to the point where they're coming. People to come to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's just such a great thing. And, you know, it's, it's like networking with anything else. You, you got to put yourself out there and you have control over what you want to share and how much you want to share. I always encourage share everything because you, you'll never know the full impact of what you've shared and how it's helped somebody, but you know, it's, it's your life. It's your real experiences. And you know, if it helps just one person, I think that makes it all worth it. hundred percent, man. So, so if anyone's out there and listening and, and would be interested in sharing your story and, and just, be, I feel like that itch to like share the story is there and you just don't, maybe sometimes don't know where, but Justin and I are super accessible. Right, let me take that back. He's, he's very, you got to get to his people for like, you know, a couple <laughs> months beforehand, but I'm very accessible. No, just kidding. We're both very accessible. You can find us anywhere. Like just Google us and, and I'm Trevor at manaptocancer.com. Justin, you want to share your email? One, yes, of the, just, one of the five. One of the five. Uh, that probably the easiest one to get me is Justin at abalsysenseoftumor.com. So that's Justin at abalsysenseoftumor.com. Just reach out to us and, you know, we'd be happy to give you guys some guidance because honestly, this next subject we're going to get into is one that's related to that, which is advocacy burnout. And, you know, now that all of a sudden man up to cancer is starting to get more attention. And then all of a sudden people want you to speak or they want you to talk to someone. Like I get tons of messages from people who are like my uncle or my cousin or my, my husband just got diagnosed. Like, would you take a couple minutes to talk to him? And, and of course I want to do that. Like I want to say yes to as many of those things as possible. And, and I know Justin does too. And we do that, but you know, recently it's just, it, it gets to the point where you can't fill that bucket all the time and, and there needs to be more of us taking those calls. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm the, the past couple months. Uh, so like, like I, like you had said, I was diagnosed in 2016. So I'm just a little over five years out. And when I hit my five year, uh, surgery anniversary this past fall in October, 2020, I realized like I've been doing the cancer thing full steam for five years. <laughs> yeah. And I I wanted to give myself time to do to do less. That's one thing I've I've learned through my cancer journey is sometimes saying no means saying yes. You have you have to. You have to. Yeah. And so you know, one thing I will never say no to is when I get an email from someone going through the same thing. I will do my best to answer always prefacing I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yep. But I've I 
if you look back at my Instagram, I think I posted like once for the past three months. Today, I happen to post. That was a weird timing. But it's it's one of those things that I need a time to be Justin, not just Justin the Advocate. And I, I Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I love being Justin the Advocate, but sometimes I just need a little bit of time off. Now's the time in the show where we take a quick break to thank today's sponsor, Natera. Man Up to Cancer only partners with companies and organizations that provide a direct benefit for our community. Is the cancer coming back? This is something that I've wrestled with and probably the biggest fear at the back of every patient's mind at some point during our treatment journey. That's why I want to tell you about Signatera. It's a new kind of test that is custom designed for each patient to detect recurrence earlier, as much as a year earlier than existing standard of care tools such as CEA and imaging. The Signatera test is incredibly unique in that it's personalized for you because it detects mutations found in your own tumors. Knowing early if there are small traces of cancer in your body can help you and your care team plan a more informed treatment strategy. Ask your doctor if Signatera is right for you. You can also find them at natera.com. That's N-A-T-E-R-A.com backslash Signatera patients. I was talking, that's the exact same thing that I was talking to my counselor about the other day is that, you know, I wear my hats, I wear my sweatshirt. Like people know me as like a man to cancer guy. A lot of people know me as that guy, but that's not Trevor. You know, that's a, that's a part of me. Mm-hmm. And I love that mission and I love doing that, but it, you know, it has to just be a piece of who I am. And so I like intentionally don't wear any of that stuff. And some, I got this little trailer camper and people are like, you need to put the Wolfpack logo on there. I was like, I, I kind of just want to get away from it for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and I think that's okay. And I think like you were saying earlier, if when, once we get more guys to speak up and share their experience, I think, you know, I'm more than happy to let some other people take the reins, but I, I don't want to let go of the reins entirely until there is somebody to take there. Cause it's, it's too important of a mission to just say, okay, I'm done and yeah. hope it takes off by itself. And that, and the emotional burnout, well, let me take a pause here. Um, you might be hearing the pitter patter feet of one of Justin's new friends, the, the cat who's aggressively loving on him right now. Who's that Justin? That one's pepper. Oh, pepper. Pepper is, um, Pepper is, has been hypnotized by, you've used your evil hypnotizing powers to convince Pepper to love you. So good job on that. That's nice I mean, level. it worked on you as well. Also true. You're, you're hard to resist. Um, gosh, now I've totally lost my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> um, emotional burnout. So right now I'm four years into my journey and, and I've, I'm kind of a professional patient at this point. Like m- m- all my consulting work is around cancer, the cancer care and my patient experience plus my prior experience, which was journalism and PR and communications. So I'm adding those things together to do my work. And then man up to cancer also is that cancer space. So it's like I'm immersed in cancer all the time. And that's been maybe at the beginning, it was not so intentional. Now it's intentional. Like I choose to do that. I choose to do man up to cancer. I choose to do consulting in that space. Um, So it's intentional to be around it all the time. But at the same time, damn, it's it's freaking hard, especially with the losses, you know, especially with getting close to a bunch of people and, and having them die. You know, I think most recently of Mike Mancini, someone that I had gotten to know really well as a friend and, and seeing him pass. And, and so, and that's another thing I'm trying to work out through counseling is like how to, you know, I want to be able to compartmentalize enough so that I'm not, so that I am able to do this as a marathon and not just totally flame out in the next couple months. 
but I also don't want to compartmentalize so much that I just am unfeeling. So it's a, it's real tricky when it comes to the emotions and when it comes to the relationships, tell me a little bit about your feelings on that and your thoughts on that experience. Yeah. And I mean, that's one thing I've been very intentional. I've, I've known since my, throughout my journey, anniversaries of major events have been hard. I had like a panic attack on the one year anniversary of my surgery. And so, and every year it was different, but I make sure that I have something in place to, you know, for me, it's a lot of journaling. It's a lot of writing. I'm, uh, I see a counselor as well, just making sure, you know, I, I pick up the frequency around those times. And I think one thing that really, mm, um, I like that. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that really helped me, um, and why I've t- kind of taken a little bit of a step back in the past couple of months is five years is a big deal in cancer world. And I, I wanted to give myself time to, you know, celebrate that still grieve the changes over the past couple of years. And like you said, I don't want to flame out. I want to be able to do this for a, a great deal of time. And yeah. And it's, you know, that this month, April, when we're recording this is uh testicular cancer awareness month. And so that's always a month that, you know, I try to do a lot and, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, I never want to feel like I have to force myself into doing this. Yeah, I want it to yeah. be something that I'm passionate about and I am, but I also want to make sure that I'm not forcing the passion and going to explode down the road. Oh man. So well said. Like I've definitely been feeling that lately. Like I, I still, I have the passion. I, I still am passionate about the mission, but I'm also just finding myself the need to just carve out those spaces that don't have anything to do with cancer. And I know that a lot of people choose to just totally go there, you know, they get by their cancer experience and then they are out of cancer land, like shut the door, <laughs> slam the door and hundred percent support that. So I would never encourage someone if that works for you, hundred percent thumbs up, like go do that. Um, but those who are called or feel called to stay around and do something with it, then we have to have these, which is an, another amazing thing about having this friendship with you is that I know that I have someone to go to who shares a similar mindset and shares a similar journey in terms of going through the patient experience and then kind of turning it into our professional experience. Um, so if we have more of a network like, like that, we can support those guys who are more newly diagnosed who may make that decision and say, you know what, I want to be here. I want to be here in cancer land and do something, but, but man, yeah, it's so I think finding those boundaries is just, is really hard, especially when you're, a nice person like me, I mean, I can't speak for Justin, but when you're a nice person like me saying no, even though I know that I have to do it for the long run and I have to do it for my own mental health is still hard. And I just, I'm giving him shit as usual because he is a pretty good guy. If you actually get to know him. Why do you have to blow my cover? But yeah, I mean, <laughs> saying no is really hard, but I think uh, the one of the biggest things I've done is reframing is, is I'm not saying no, I'm saying yes to something else. And when you say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. And that's just so important. Yeah. And, and also I'm learning delegating. So with the Wolfpack leaders program, having all these guys who, you know, want to carry the banner and I don't have to, you don't have to do everything by yourself. Like people are willing to help. And sometimes you just need to ask them too. Mm-hmm. So being willing to ask for help if you need it, rather than thinking you can do everything on your own. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that we could go down a whole nother rabbit hole of how hard <laughs> it is for guys to ask for help for things. But I think, you know, you got to do, you, you, no one can carry this alone. And that's a very loaded statement. <clears throat> yeah, totally. And, and so just one quick example, really wanted to do a get together with the Wolfpack in person 
because it's time. And I just, with the podcast and with everything else I have going on in my life, like I just, there's no way that I could plan it on my own. And so I was just like kind of frustrated. I was like, oh, I don't think it's going to happen. And my wife is like, hey, idiot, you've got like this, you know, huge group of guys, like just ask a couple of them to help to do it or do a little subcommittee. And I'm like, damn, you're smart. And which means I'm smart for marrying you. And uh, <laughs> I like how you brought that back to yeah, you I did. being smart. Did you see that? Um, and so I did. So Don Helgeson, um, uh, Michael Reilly, and Danny Riggs. Um, I, I went to them. I said, hey, guys, I really want to make this meeting happen, get together happen. Do you got, can you guys plan it? They're like, hell yeah, we can. And they are crushing it. So, really I, and I, so the, you know, the invitation's open to you. It's in upstate New York, uh, September, I think, 9th through 11th. Uh, Which is like the one weekend in September I already have plans. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, we'll see, you know, what I know that your celebrity friends, probably you have a party with Taylor Swift or whatever, but you need to get out of that to come to New York with us. Uh, You don't say no to Tay-Tay. Okay. Good point. So anyways, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, we have these communities for a reason. Let's, let's spread out the the work. And it's so, I'm so, I'm so lucky to have that in those guys. Um, And I'll work on you. All right. Um, let's see what time it is. I think it, yeah. Oh yeah. It's time. It's time. It's time people. We're going to start rolling the dice because it's time to play the game of life. Cancer edition with Justin Burke Bickler. All right. So the old game of life had different types of cards. Like I was mentioning that you move around and then you, they dictate how you move around the board. There's career cards, house deeds, share the wealth, blah, blah, blah. Because in the cancer land, we do not, we don't have normal lives. None of these even matter. Like, let's just, let's crumple those up and throw those away. We are going to play, these are our categories. Straight out of chemo, silver linings, awkward conversations, and hospital hijinks. Since Justin is my guest, I'm going to allow him to roll first. So here we go. All right. Oh, looks like you landed on straight out of chemo, Justin. Here we go. Let's read your card. Ooh. Insurance denies your doctor's request for an MRI, but no one tells you until you've driven two hours and already put the scratchy gown on. Go back two spaces. Ooh. That's rough. I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah. I love insurance because there's never been a time I've had to argue with insurance for that. Almost that exact thing, actually. So you're two now. You're two spaces behind. So I'm going to take my role and and so I'm still I'm still ahead of you because you haven't even left start. So I'm still ahead of you. Hey, stop trying to manipulate the board. All right, I have landed on awkward conversations. All right, another total stranger recommends a strict kale, carrot, and alkaline water diet. Advance two spaces, running as fast as you can. Yes. I mean, you can't go wrong with kale. I've heard. You, they forgot to tell you to avoid sugar too. I didn't. Yeah. That's all, that's all in here too. I'm sure. Um, so what's your, have you ever had just one of those great moments where you just get the mo- the best unsolicited advice? Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll try to make the story as, as brief as possible. Dude, you, go, you go, I'm ready. But when uh, one of, well, and it's no longer a family member. Um, it was my ex-wife's brother told me when I posted that I was going to do chemo that I should not do chemo because it was poisonous and he would make me a geometry star and that would, that would cure my, uh, my chemo instead. Ooh, I haven't heard of this one. Uh, tell us what a, what's a geometry star. 
I would, I, I'm still waiting five <laughs> years later for an answer of what that is and how that has curative properties. Um, oh, God. But yeah, that was, that was not, I was, I did not take that very well. I, I yeah, I was not very, very thrilled with him, to be honest. All right. I'm going to add that to the list. We have a Himalayan beetroot. We've got the strictly carrot and now we've got the ge- geometric star pattern, yeah. which apparently is curative. Thank you. That's what, former that's what they relative. tell me. All right. Um, now I'm, t- now I'm running way ahead of you. So you got to catch up. Let's see how you go here. All right. Oh, hospital hijinks. Justin, your nurse tells you it's okay for you to eat breakfast. Not knowing that your doctor only wants you to have one sip of water. Lose your turn due to bowel obstruction. <sighs> That's a shitty situation. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I put that on there because that actually happened to me. Did it and, really? Yeah. And thank God that I'm like a pro patient because this was my last surgery. And was, they're like bringing me breakfast. Everything's there. I'm like super hungry. And they're like, no, it's time for you to eat time. to." Eat. And I'm like, I want to hear from the surgical team first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, I had, I had the opposite effect really. It was uh, towards the end of my chemo, I was like vomiting profusely. And so I straight refused to eat because my, my rationale was if I have nothing in my stomach, I can't, I have nothing to throw up. See, he is super smart people. Yeah. So I was, I was a brat for about a week when I was supposed to be doing the brat diet. So I just, I thought I was following directions. (laughs) Just being a brat. Yes. All right. Since you're not doing so well, I'm going to give you a bonus roll. So this is Justin's bonus roll. All right. Ooh, straight out of chemo. Justin, your CT scan shows no evidence of disease. Ned advance five spaces because you're a fucking legend. I am just dominating you at this point. That, that was a good card for you to get. I was kind of hoping when I made these cards that maybe I would get that one. But like good. like everything, you take all the good stuff. I mean, it's just it's a, that's just how our friendship works. So congratulations. So uh, how long have you been NED? Um, since about five years and a month. So that's been since March of 2017. Dude, you are a fucking legend. And by the way, this Zoom connection, I know people can't see us, but this Zoom connection is like incredibly high HD. I don't know what kind of machine you're running, but you're like crystal clear. I need to go to video. I should put this on YouTube. I'm actually just on the other side of the the mirror. This isn't even, this isn't even a, (laughs) it's a one-way pane of glass. Justin's here in Maine. This is the best. All right. I'm taking a turn now. Cancer Silver Linings. Seeking new meaning in life, you discover a love of music, leading you to join a rock band and tour Europe. Advance one space. Man, I accept that. That's pretty awesome. It's a plot twist. All right, here you go. Justin again. Justin has landed on awkward conversations. Your oncologist closes the door, pulls up his chair within six inches of you silently. Lose a turn because you are frozen in fear. Doesn't sound like a lot of social distancing happening there. <laughs> He's masked up. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I did steal that one from at at the at the cancer patient, my favorite Instagram follow. Uh, highly recommended. Second favorite follow. Well, I what you were my first favorite follow until you never posted the past three months, so I had to switch over. <laughs> 
All right. That's fair. It's it's my turn. I'm going. Justin's still far ahead, though. All right. Oh, this looks like a long one. This is hospital hijinks. Your attending physician tells you to get some rest. For the next six hours, you are awakened 122 times by machines beeping, staff laughing outside your door, blood pressure checks, blood draws, and your roommate yelling, more oxycodone. Go back two spaces. <sighs> I feel like that's unfair, but I guess I mean, the game has the game tells me what I need to do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the game of life. Did you? It is, and we're not doing so great. Oh, is this, this is not Pepper, or is this still Pepper? Oh, this is still Pepper. Still I don't know where Downey is. Downey's probably upstairs. So, any bad hospital room experiences, or did you get the private suite that you requested? Uh, I got the whole penthouse, actually. No, the, uh, so I, I was fortunate that the vast majority of my chemo was done in a private clinic. Um, other than on New Year's Eve day, going into 2017, um, Long story short, we had, we had tried to structure my chemo to avoid me ever having to go to the hospital for chemo, but I had to take a week off because I lost all my immune system at one point. So it screwed everything up. But I went to the hospital, um, you know, and I had on my port, I had put like the numbing cream on it before I had left. Um, but I still like the numbing spray that they had at my clinic. And so I said to them, oh, can do you have the numbing spray? And they're like, oh, yeah, well, the, the nurse disappears for like 45 minutes to go find this <laughs> comes back and gives me another tube of the numbing cream, <laughs> which the original numbing cream had already worn off at that point. So I had to put it back on and they're like, okay, we'll come back in an hour once it's kicked in. And so I spent the first two hours of my hospital chemo, just waiting for something to kick in that I had already put on before I left my house. So, oh, yeah. that's, but that's good that, that was probably, I mean, I, my my treatment, you know, shout out to Hematology Oncology Associates of Fredericksburg. Did a great I Go had, Fredericksburg. Yeah, it's really no complaints there other than make sure you know the one's more the hospital. Know the difference between a cream and a spray. <clears throat> this reminds me of one of the more humiliating experiences I had in the hospital that I'm not going to share right now. Okay, moving on. We have two <laughs> turns left. Um, Justin is in command, um, but there's still time for me to catch up. I, I think it's... Uh, I think it's my turn. So I'm going to, I'm rolling for myself. Cancer silver linings. Yes. All right. Oh, wait, no, I landed on the wrong spot. Oh no. I got awkward conversations. Um, your therapist asks, how's your sex life? You stare in silence for five minutes before saying, are we done here? Lose a turn. (laughs) I think that also describes the sex life. Things aren't going my way today, Justin. This is not anticipated. I was I was expecting to just, you know, dominate you at uh, the game of life, but you're close to the finish. In fact, this one could take you to the end. Justin's last roll. He gets silver linings, of course. You convince your cousin Carl to do a testicular cancer self-exam, which ends up saving his life. Advance three spaces and pat yourself on the back, Justin. You are the game winner of cancer edition game of life. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I'd, I'd like to thank the Academy. Um, that's, that, might not be the best, that might not be the best joke right now. <laughs> Where could this possibly go? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's not like there was any, you know, drama with the Academy Awards. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Just keep my name out your mouth. Let's keep... <laughs>
Oh God. Um, as that, I'm, uh, I'm sure that you have saved lives by, uh, letting people know about testicular cancer. Tell me about like maybe one of your best emails or one of your best calls from someone saying, Hey man, yeah, I'm so early, glad, so glad I listened to you. Yeah. Early on. Um, I want to say it was maybe two months or so after starting the blog. Um, my mom said that she, you know, my mom's one of like my biggest supporters with it. She tells everybody that she needs to do testicular exams yep. and she shared the blog with one of her friends and their son happened to read it and went to the hospital and it didn't, it wasn't cancer, but there was another issue that they found. So just knowing that I think, and knowing that so early on, as I was going through chemo, was just such a huge motivator to keep going from the start. Totally. Oh man. And then there's like all the ones that you never hear about that, uh-huh. you, that you just know it's out there and people are, people are aware. So well done, my friend, you have made it. There's no gauntlet of random questions for you today because you played the game of life cancer edition with me. Um, I am slowly maybe trying to get over the fact that you've broken up our cancer. Um, you've broken up our cancer marriage to be with another person and two cats, but we've we've discussed this i'm allowed to have a wife i just can't have another husband okay you're not like the rules are different we're not talking about utah situation here you're what are the I mean, rules, I, what are the what are the rules of the commonwealth of virginia is that where you live that is where i live and why is it a commonwealth i don't know but i've only ever <laughs> lived in the there's i think there's only two commonwealths in the in the country the commonwealth of pennsylvania the commonwealth of virginia and i've lived in both of them <laughs> it's, com- it's the commonwealth of massachusetts is it yeah where's the other okay. one you said uh, pennsylvania is also uh, a commonwealth <clears throat> someone's got to get to the bottom of this all right i'm gonna let you go i want to thank you again awesome to talk to you we are going to have you back obviously you get to choose the next topic um and I guess I just will say, yeah, um, thank you. Thanks for, you know, checking in with me. You know, Justin, for those of you guys who don't know, Justin will just text to just check in. If I if he hasn't if we haven't touched base in a while or haven't been on a panel together in a while, <laughs> <laughs> he'll just check in, check in, see how I'm doing, which has been really nice. And without expect that, and that's another great thing about you know us cancer folks. He knows like if I'm like, yep, sick, <laughs> that he's not going to hear from me. Or he knows like if I'm just going on a rant, like it's just really nice to have people check on you with actual care and no expectations. So you're the man. Let me know what topic is on the uh, table. Um, probably, you know, later this summer, summer or into the fall. Yeah, I'm always, always looking forward to it. And hopefully still more updates, not more traumatic updates. Do you um, have a, so where are you getting married real quick? Where are you getting married? And are you going to be taking a trip or just hang or back to work? So we we're, we're doing things differently because that's how I do my life. Um, we're, we're getting married down here and we're just doing a small ceremony just with our immediate families. Um, and then we're going to do a reception in the fall um, with our extended families. And then we're looking at probably doing honeymoon at the, in the winter. So we're I love spreading it. the wealth. Yeah. Spread it out over as much time as you can. And please give my best to your fiance. She's found a keeper, man. Thanks. Justin. Oh. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. If you want to get behind our mission, you can connect with us, subscribe to our email list, and check out our other content at manuptocancer.com. And if you know a man struggling with the isolation that cancer can bring, 
let him know about us. The Wolfpack doors are always open. Big shout out again to the amazing team at Natera, developers of a new kind of test called Signatera that can detect recurrence as much as a year earlier than imaging. Ask your doctor if Signatera is right for you.